You're a comedy writer? My God, you're so old. I want my check! <laughs> you're a writer, all right. All right, here you go, Simpson. I want another one. You're a funny guy. How would you like a staff job? I'll start you at $800 a week. My chest hurts. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes and Nobody Gets Anymore, Facebook page, nohomers.net and popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am Mitch. We are back. We are. Back to normality. This is so exciting for us. And depressing because I'm back in Geelong. It wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Three days ago, I'm in the desert in Dubai. Now I'm back in... I do love this room, but I'm back in Geelong. That's a really good wrap up for Geelong that being here is worse than being in a desert, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) The sunset in Dubai was Three weeks ago, I was surrounded by lifeless, remorseless terrain. And it was a joy compared to what I found when I stepped off the plane. But it's just sort of, I've just hit those post-holiday blues now. You sort of... You, Maybe you, that's because you're unemployed. Possibly. Are you on welfare yet? Not quite. Are my tax dollars going towards you yet? <laughs> nah, the Ford's money is... No, no, I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm enjoying being unemployed. It's good waking up knowing I can just do what I want. Yeah. But it gives me a chance to focus on my, my new business media boss. So that's, we'll leave that aside anyway. How was your Christmas? Nice plug. My Christmas was... Um, well, hot. It was insanely hot here. I spent my Christmas Eve recording a Christmas special yes. for our Patreon um, listeners. Really hard to talk for over an hour on your own, I've got to say. I didn't like, think you would struggle to talk. Well, it's... it's Yeah, but you've got to bounce off people. And, and even just pausing. Like, what I found is that when you're not talking with someone else and you're waiting for moments for them to write... It was to write, waiting for moments for them to say something back. Unless you've actually written a speech, what I do is just keep talking until I run out of air. <laughs> so I had to edit out a lot of moments where I was going on and on like this and talking about how this is my favorite movie and these are the reasons why. And then the. <gasps> and so <laughs> like, that was pretty much me for ages. And. I think I sent you a photo because this is the first time I'd ever, I've ever edited a podcast on my own and I frankly think I did a bang-up job of it. I've listened to the first five minutes. It sounded good. Good. But I'm going to be honest, I didn't have time to listen to the rest of it. What To give the listeners who aren't Patreons, or patrons I should say, yeah. what would they be getting in the Mitch Christmas special? A whole bunch of talk about movies. Christmas movies or just movies? Uh, a bit of everything. So holiday movies and in general my, my favourite movies were. So I went with my ten favourite movies. My 10 most enjoyable movies and the 10 best movies of all time. The 10 best movies of all time? In my opinion. Name movie- one of your top five. Goodfellas. Really? It's a great movie. Yeah, it is. These are the, what I defined as best are movies that I wouldn't change a single thing. Everything is spot on. I'm going to have to go listen to it. Even I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what your list is. There is one movie that made it into all three lists. So, it's a Christmas movie. No. Oh, so no. Christmas movies were a little addendum at the end of it all. Holiday movies. Didn't you say you do holiday movies? I did holiday movies. So, so it's I a could... holiday movie. Yeah. And it's the oh, best. No, sorry, no, but the, the best isn't a holiday movie. So holiday movie slash Christmas movies was another list oh, that you okay. got at the so very end of well, it. So what, the, what was the, is it part of the best list and what else was it a part best, of? Best, most enjoyable, and my favourite. So most enjoyable, that could be... I know it's, I know what's in there. Most, most enjoyable wasn't... This one wasn't on the list, but it could be something like Aladdin. Where it's, you know, because it reminds you of being a kid and it's just yeah. fun and it puts you in a good mood. That was the Lion idea King. behind the most enjoyable. Is it something you recently bought on Blu-ray? No. Oh, so it's not The Iron Giant? Uh, no. <laughs> I think, what does the, the Iron Giant must have missed out on maybe the enjoyable category. Brad Bird's never going to come on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> You've just ruined it. <laughs> My holiday was okay. 
Mm. Eight weeks away. Went just to, okay. Went to America for four weeks. Absolutely loved it. New York, incredible. I just, it's a hell of a town. Oh, it really is, man. I just, I didn't expect it to be as great as what it was. I expected it to be a lot dirtier. I guess. I know it's because you've watched too many films from the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> when it was dirty. And you watch like The Simpsons. Even The Simpsons portrayed as this terrible place. And you always, everyone says New York's a like a, a jungle. Like it's it's really not a terrible place, but it's rough. You know. Mm. And there are some strange characters there. I give them that. But you're there for a couple of days, and you learn to be able to pick. I don't want to walk near that person. Have I you ever seen more people talking to themselves oh, on man. the street in I was your life? About to say that they're just standing there talking to themselves, and it's hard to judge whether they're talking yeah. on the phone or talking to themselves. No, a lot of them are just talking to themselves. Exactly. I think, I think it's, it's that thing that when you're in a city of so many million people, there are so many voices that if you don't have someone to talk to, eventually something just snaps in your head. And you <laughs> need to make noise, and people just walk. They don't look anywhere. They look straight ahead, and they just walk straight into you. If you're mm. in their line of path. You're gone. Mm. You just got to... And jaywalking. Which works really well for those topless painted girls at Times Square. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, jaywalking's a big thing. Everyone just walks... They don't wait for lights. They just go mm. for it. And there's always traffic. It was just... But I loved it. I, I couldn't live there, but I enjoyed my week there. Mm. I enjoyed going there. And Central Park was great. And But anyway, we're going to get into my... Well, we're going to do like a holiday special for the patrons, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're going to do a, a holiday do, recap. Yeah, we're doing the front right now. We're here to review the front. But anyone who subscribed to us on Patreon... We'll get our bonus podcast this week, which is pretty much just us talking about our last eight weeks because we haven't yeah. spoken to each other for like eight weeks. Yeah. No, we, I, I no came, communication at all. No, I came over and Dando's wife said, how was your, you know, how was your Christmas? So I can't talk about it. I've got to save it for the podcast. <laughs> can't ruin these stories now. We do. I, there is one little Christmas bit that I'm going to use, but it's eh, in about two minutes time. We'll talk about this when we do our trivia. Oh, look forward to that. Do you want to plug Patreon before we get into it? Well, yeah. We've done it enough times, but basically if you haven't yet... Each month now, we're going to be throwing out a movie review of our choice, mm-hmm. a premium Simpsons review, so we're going to jump forward in time and pick the classics and you can listen to them. City of New York versus Homer Simpson is will be a very timely one that we're recording next. As you, as we just discussed, I just went to New York. We've now both been to New York and the episode does become a lot more enjoyable yeah, once you've been there. A lot more relatable. Exactly. And uh, I would like us to start doing one top 10 per month, which I think would be a good idea. And our first one is going to be Witch Mitch. Oh, you did tell me to think about this. Top 10 summer moments. Yes, top 10. I think we could do that. Well, the summertime and the weather (laughs) is fine. I love that song. Have you seen the film clip for that song? No. Amazing. That'd be good. It's just the guys in the back of a car. Can we do that as a sub list? Top top 10 Simpsons summer moments and top five summer songs. I'll do that. They have to have summer in the title or the lyrics. I'm unemployed. I can edit as much as you want me to edit. Excellent. Town summer in the city. <laughs> but for as low as two dollars per month, you can get access to exclusive podcasts. So head to patreon.com forward slash four discount. Mm-hmm. Plus, we do the monthly draw of a Simpsons prize giveaway. Now, last month you said the person didn't claim their prize. No, they still haven't claimed their prize. They won at um, Leonard Nimoy. The toy, yeah, the figurine. Yeah, yeah. Courtesy of popculture.com.au. Yeah. Um, so an email is out there. It is waiting for a reply so we can get a shipping address and get it off to you. Our You have 12 days left or 13 days. first month's winner, I believe. Well, he hasn't complained yet, so I presume... You got the doormat. He got the doormat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you haven't... If you check your emails, if you listen to the show and you uh, subscribe to Patreon, check your emails because if you don't reply in the next two weeks, hmm. basically that goes back into the prize draw and, yep. next, and next month... We're giving away two, yeah, two of the Yeah, uh, I announced it live on the Christmas special. So, that's another... Like, if you can't find the email, go back, listen to the special, and if your name is the one that gets read out, then get in touch with us. Just, just grab the bag quickly, the pop culture bag over there, and pick out the, the second one that we're going to give away this month. So, Leonard Nimoy and... What's the other one? Stephen, Stephen Tyler. Tyler from Aerosmith. You'll be getting a Stephen Tyler Simpsons 25th anniversary figurine and a Leonard Nimoy 25th anniversary figurine as this month's Patreon exclusive 
draw. Well, possibly that. Possibly. At the very least, Stephen Tyler. You just got to hope that that person doesn't claim their prize. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> I tell you what, you know what? It's Christmas, so we can... Well, well We've got a whole first one bag of figurines. Can we give away two? For yeah, our first it. month, yes. let's give away two. Yes. If I reach into the bag... He's reaching in. You give the reaching in noise into the bag, into the microphone. Add the, there we go. Theatrics. Sorry. <laughs> that was me rubbing the microphone against my crotch. Theatrics. Um, the talking keychain, Homer Simpson, says six key phrases. Battery's not included. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Steven Tyler plus a talking Homer. <laughs> this doesn't talk. No, it does talk. It's a mute put Homer. <laughs> Kiss my butt. So, as we said, we're here today to review the front. Finally, we're like eight minutes into the podcast. All right, the front. Some of that will get edited out. No, none of it. None of it at all. We're finding our feet. Yes. So, what was... out of practice. Yeah, same. I feel like I haven't picked up a golf club in a long time. Suddenly, I... it all feels alien. Yeah. I... This is probably a terrible review, but we'll just have to get through it. Yeah. So, what were your first thoughts after finishing watching it? I... Well, I was going to say my first thoughts before watching it yeah. is what that do I remember? don't remember yeah. anything about it. I just remember the fact... That Bart and Lisa wrote itchy and scratchy, but yeah. if, if the word, the, the title, the front, it's one of those episodes that the front doesn't rekindle anything in my head. No, it's. I mean, it makes sense after watching it or during watching it, yeah. but it's not one that you'd look at five years later and go, "Oh yeah, the front, that's that one." Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't really played on TV very often, I don't think. No, and honestly, I think it's probably one of the weaker episodes that they've done so far this season. It's sort of like a forgotten one. Well. It, at the end of it, I mean, we knew and we talked about in a, a recent episode that the Everybody Hates Ned Flanders. That was our review of 22 Short Films Best Spring Yeah, in the, the was it inspired by that, review. yeah. So, they tacked that on to the end of this episode because the episode ran short. I knew that. I didn't remember how much else they threw in here because the episode had run short. Like, there's little imagination sequences that go for a lot longer than they normally would. But not only that, I, if you really... I found it really jarring watching through this that the actors were talking slower than they normally do. Like, it yeah. felt like they had been told to stretch it out. Like, if you watch that first scene just of Bart and Lisa on the couch, yep. play the little bit about what are you going to change your name to. Yep. The pauses in that and the way the voices are drawn out, it, it doesn't sound... The, like, it's it's not the way they normally communicate with each other. It doesn't sound like a proper conversation. No, and even Homer, when he walks in with the plunger on his head, and then there's the real... Like, he, he bashes the plunger up on the roof, and then it's really drawn out when he walks past he the goes, couch. Oh, not yeah. drawn out for the sake of comedy, though. Like, it's not like one of those things where you linger on the moment and it becomes funnier as you do. It was more like they lingered on the moment because they had nowhere else to go. So, rather than that rapid-fire... Joke, 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 joke that particularly in the Conan O'Brien era um, became synonymous with The Simpsons. It This was just a lot slower. Now that you've pointed it out, I bet you if I go back and watch it again, I'll notice that a lot more. I didn't really pick up on it. I did feel that the Homer part did drag on a bit. And I actually wrote that in my notes, but throughout the whole episode, I didn't see it as a recurring thing. Mm. It's probably there. I just wasn't paying attention. But I, just, as you said, it's just one of those episodes that I just didn't really remember too much. I just remember Bart and Lisa right in the episode. I didn't even remember the grandpa aspect to it. Uh, yeah. I knew... I, I mean, I knew that I'd used him, but I couldn't remember a lot of what happens with grandpa. Yeah. I'd forgotten all about the scenes in the writer's room and that sort of stuff. I, I'd forgotten that he rocks up home with a suit on and stuff like yeah. that. I, you said it was a weak episode. I did enjoy aspects of it. I wouldn't say it was the weakest one of the season so far because I felt like the characters were very true to the characters and I mm. did like the sub-story of Homer. Yeah, that's Going, true. Like, okay. It does have nice moments in it. It served its purpose... But obviously, it wasn't a standout. You compared it before to Marge versus the Monorail. If you're going to compare it to episodes like that, which, I wasn't you, which you have every right it. to because it's in the same season. Well, yeah, true. 
but it's just like you weren't comparing it, but it's like you look at episodes like that, and then three or four episodes later, you got this. It's like it was just yeah. a very different tone. The thing is, do you know why that might have been? This was written by a um, intern who got no, fired. <laughs> someone who just sent a script into the to the writers, and they oh, liked really? it. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, what, what does it call? Like a spec script or something? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this episode was. He only wrote one episode of The Simpsons, and it was this one. Yeah. Well, good for him. That could have been it. That could have been why. But anyway, so. Trivia? Or do you want to do favourite moments No, first? trivia. Trivia first? Oh, actually, no, favourite bit. I wrote favourite bit down first. Okay. Yep. What was your favourite moment? I had two. And <laughs> it's because of the... F- like, I just really liked these as very silly jokes. Yep. First one, just the voiceover when of the nature documentary guy. Like, the kids are so excited about their cartoon being on TV. It's like, it's on, it's on, it's on. And then they turn it on. And it's just a photo of a rock. Yeah. Like, erosion is a slow but steady process. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> That killed me. I loved Homer crying at the donut game. Yes, <laughs> that was my second thing. This is not the, happening. It's not not the crying. The guy next to him who pats him on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, he's consoling him. <laughs> he's so sincere, that guy. He's just like, I'm so sorry, man. And like, that guy, it's not like, I mean, it could have been a fat guy. They could have had a fat guy that was also upset about the donut. That guy couldn't have cared less about the donut. He just knew that his fellow classmate was in pain. It was great. That I, was fucking gold. I put in brackets here, pat on back, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the humanity in that moment. This is not happening. Right, so trivia. I'll ask my first question. Okay. What oh, is- well, no, 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 no. Before you do. Okay. This is the Christmas bit that I was alluding to. Oh, you get into it then. We've ha- a Christmas present has come our way via one of our favourite uh, listeners, I say favourite because she does more for us than virtually anyone is else. Katie, it is Katie. In the Selma's Choice podcast, I asked if anyone had actually been taking note of who was winning the trivia segment on the show. Oh, I did see this. This is great. No one had been at the time, but as a Christmas present, Katie went back to the beginning and has listened to every trivia segment from the beginning of this show and has a running tally. I can't believe it. That's like, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I am frankly light years ahead 93 correct answers to myself 61 to you my questions are easier and you often have more so (laughs) so there is a little bit a little bit of a skewed we need to get like a rating um a a grading system five yeah like like my correct answers are only worth 0.7 of a win or something But yeah, uh, we really appreciate no, it. Thank you so much for doing that. That was really cool. Yeah, it was great. It's like, the fact that she put in that much time and effort. I love Katie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, first trivia question. Actually, you said, sorry, you threw that out on Twitter, I think. I think I did. Yeah. She thought it was you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm virtually the only one that tweets. And then in the middle of in the middle of all of this Mitch tweeting, we get this I love you come from you. <laughs> and suddenly I've got to t- She's explain like, this drunk? to my wife. <laughs> So, what is Bart going to change his name to? Ah. Uh, used to have a hi-fi store in Geelong. Oh, uh, Steve Bennett. Yeah, Steve Bennett. <laughs> in joke. Um, <laughs> I love that I got that straight away. <laughs> I know, right? Steve Bennett, hi-fi. Uh, who was in Homer's old gang at school? Oh, he did list them. Um, don't know. Wow, it's just Happy Days characters. Potsy, Ralph Melf. Of course Melf. it is. Shit. Potsy, Ralph Melf, and the Fonz. Yes. Shit. <laughs> oh, they weren't all Happy Days. Yeah. <laughs> like when I lost all my money to card sharks and my dad, Tom Bosley, had to get it back. Does Happy Days just remind you of just like five o'clock in the afternoon on Channel 9? It was either that or yeah. the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And I was always happiest when it was Happy Days. <laughs> I used to enjoy the theme song and then just turn it off. I was never a huge fan of Happy Days. It it's, didn't do it for me. It's not out and out funny. There are some moments that are fantastic. It's very 70s, just like Fonzie yeah. being so popular. That would not work now. Yeah. Grown man hanging out in the toilet talking to high school kids. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. 
So, who wrote the itchy and scratchy cartoon Dazed and Contused? Oh. If you get this, I'll eat your socks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll film it and put it on my Is it a real person? <laughs> no, it's not a real person. No. I, I, maybe. I don't know, but there's just two random names. Then no, I've got no idea. It's uh, Milt Feinberg and Kai Levine. Okay. Well done. <laughs> um, my socks will be staying on my feet for the time being. <laughs> Who voiced Artie Ziff in this episode? Dan Castellanata. Ah, well done. I didn't uh, actually have the answer for that. I just assumed you would have looked it up. Yeah, because I thought he sounded off. And mm. I thought, well, I'm going to check... Because I didn't want people to write in, well, he sounded off because it was Dan Castanetti. He should have known that, Dando. Because yeah. people like to... I don't, we don't mind. People All like I to, hear is criticise, <laughs> criticise, <laughs> criticise. <laughs> <laughs> of all Tarantino films, yeah. that's my favourite quote of all time. <laughs> who wrote... Oh, it's yours. Is it yours? That's mine. It's yours. Who, who wrote How to Get Rich Writing Cartoons? The book that Lisa reads. Ah. Says the name on the front. And this is someone that you should know. This is someone that I should Simpsons know. related. Simpsons related. John Schwartzwater. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Uh, how did Homer gain the most weight? What was his secret? Oh, I've got it in my notes, but I won't look. Um, finding a meal between breakfast and lunch? Uh, Bre- breakfast and brunch or yeah, something? Yeah, all right. I'll give that to you on your second answer. Yeah. Bre- finding a meal between breakfast and brunch. Yeah. I've got one more. All um, I have two more. All right. So, what event is coming up at the old folks' home? It's just on the billboard in the background. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. I was the busy ordering a coffee. Golden Age Barn Dance. Okay. Uh, no, I was, I was. I don't know. Golden Age Barn Dance. I'm trying to imagine. I, I all I'm getting is like a Back to the Future three themed um, party, but with no one really having the energy to get up. No one to do anything, and everyone is being biff. Everyone's cold, and there's <laughs> wolves after them. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was Abe's previous life experience? Oh, don't know. 40 years as a night watchman at a cranberry oh, silo. That's right. Yes, it was too. <laughs> what a job. <laughs> Finally for me, what is happening on Saturday at Springfield Civic Centre? Uh, spraying for roaches. Yeah, close for roach spraying. Yep, yep, well done. So, a few facts about the episode before we get into the review. The story apparently originated from, this is something that happened in real life. Steven Spielberg was impressed once when he was sent a script from three teenage girls for his show, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, Animaniacs. Yes. Tiny, no, Tiny Toon Adventures is the... Was that a separate thing? Tiny Toon's the one of the cards of what the... the oh, there. okay. I didn't realise Spielberg was involved in the Tiny Toons as well. Must have been. Well, right. It was yep, a show produced so by Stephen show. Yeah, yeah, but Tiny Toon Adventures, the cartoon show. Apparently, three teenage girls sent in a spec script once and he actually used it. He, he, he liked mm. it and it made news. And that's where the writer from this episode got the idea and used it on The Simpsons. Okay. Uh, the script was actually, a, as I said, a spec script from Adam I. Lapidus. L-A-P-I-D-U-S. Lapidus? Lapidus? I'm going to go with Lapidus. Um, it's the only script he wrote, as I mentioned before. Um, many believe that he doesn't actually exist. Many think that it was a, a script written a by... Pen name. Yes, written by one of the writers who wasn't willing to say that, put his name to it. So mm. there's apparently there's a running gag with the, with the, there was a running gag with the staff that the person that wrote this episode doesn't actually exist because no one of them actually met him. You know what would be great is if... It was Matt Groening. <laughs> no, I was going to say, is it, like you said, there was a running gag. But if for years afterwards, people would just keep leaving really passive-aggressive notes around the office signed by Stephen Lapidus. Yeah, that'd be funny. So, it'd be like... Um, I Adam, Adam Lapidus. Adam Lapidus, yeah. sorry. The, yeah, Stephen Lapidus would make no sense. <laughs> uh, signed by Adam Lapidus, like... Um, uh, whoever took my parking space this morning is on the list. <laughs> Lapidus. <laughs> Just just laugh at us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, as we also mentioned before, this the Flanders ending inspired 22 short films about Springfield. Mm-hmm. There is a deleted scene, which is on the DVD. A deleted scene, an episode that ran short. I, I, you know, right? Um, it was taken out for probably a good reason. Fox Sensor stepped in. Okay. It, it featured uh, the, sh- the writers. Bart's cock. No. <laughs> when, they, when they were walking down the, the hallway mm. um, and they walked past the writers' room, they see all the writers. Yeah, yeah. As they were walking off, they were meant to be in the room putting dynamite into a cat's mouth and as they walked off you hear the explosion and the cat scream. Oh, That's the deleted scene apparently. That's on the DVD. Yeah, I that's messed I did up. check it out but yeah, they made them cut that out probably for good reason. Yeah. That's a bit too far for a kid's show. You said Artie Ziff was voiced by Dan Castellanata and Dondalinger is named after someone that Sam Simon knew in his younger days. Mm. Named Dondalinger, yeah. I presume. <laughs> Uh, the original air date was April 15th, 1993, chalkboard gag, I will not sell miracle cures, and couch gag was the circus song and dance once again. I had no idea they've used that in so, so many episodes. So many times. Yeah. Obviously, short on time, another way to fill in time. Yeah. So, it kicks off with uh, Krusty. Cooking with Krusty. Cooking with Krusty in the, the chef. The, the Jewish chef is hilarious. Yeah. Come on, Krusty. Ixnay on the UJ. And uh, Krusty just gets angry. He doesn't like his Jewish stuff being mentioned on television. Mm. And Lisa mentions, I was so sad that Krusty's ashamed of his roots. And this is where we get the gag you mentioned before. Homer walking with the plunger. I do... And this is a funny gag on its own, particularly with, oh, it happened again. Yes. I'd love that. How many times has it happened in the past? I love any joke that gets you thinking about, ooh, I wonder what happened before. I wonder what will happen afterwards. And it's good. The episode started off with it and ended with it. It's a throwback. It was a great callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we said, Homer walks in the a plunger. Callback. The Is pink there? Latin comes in in the very next scene. Krusty gives it Ixnay on the UJ. Yeah. And then in the next scene, Homer says it, of course. Ixnay yeah. on the Ukleinay technician yeah. What yeah. does that mean? I don't know. I failed Latin. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I said, yeah, here, it's simple. Yeah, it's funny. The gag. Um, plus the sound effect when it comes off his head. Yeah. The sound effects in The Simpsons are amazing. My favorite, though, the one that you mentioned, the pencil landing in Homer's <laughs> ass track. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh it's so great and they even included the effect when he pulled it out of his crack as well yeah. oh, I just love it uh, the itchy scratchy cartoons titled Dazed and Confused and it's just a very boring basic cartoon that's just got the don't do drugs kind of thing yeah it's tacked on piss, message at the end a piss take of yeah. little cartoons in the 80s late 70s I guess that were all trying to uh, similar to that yeah. um, what's that one that the song that you like um, Amendment to Be just those oh, tacky yeah. cartoons that have a try to th- throw a message in yeah 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 uh, like so the end of every episode of Captain Planet. They did, didn't they? Yeah. But for good well, reason. You never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> they literally did nothing but for two minutes talk to you about how you should clean things up. Yeah. Which is fine. All the Planeteers apparently had no bad guys to fight that day. So they went down to a local school and they picked did. up 30 pieces of litter. They really did. You've got rings that can shoot fire. Go solve bigger problems and get the local muni- municipality to worry about the Tidy Towns Awards. You know what I hate? When you get Captain Planet on DVD these days, and it's the American theme song, not the one that was played in Australia. I can't handle that. Uh, didn't you lend the DVDs off me? No, I think you played them for me here, though. Oh, okay. I put it in, and I was so disappointed. Because mm. the, the one that we heard... Was the best. Yeah. It's great. It's one of the greatest things of all time. Top the Arias for three years <laughs> running. Knocked off the voice by Johnny <laughs> Farnham. So even uh, Krusty disliked the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. Uh, I could pull a better cartoon out of my ear. <laughs> hey, whoa! Wasn't that great, kids? Uh, Bart and Lisa are just confused. Uh, she mentions the Itchy Sa- and Sambo cartoons from the 1930s. I think she says that's cartoons that Disney made back in the 30s or whatever, that had black characters on it. And it was very racist. Racist ah, right. stereotypes. Okay. Yeah. Which, sort of like the Brer like Rabbit. minstrel no, type things. It's not like Brer Rabbit. 
Yeah, I have seen Bray Rabbit. That's that kind of thing. Yeah, you can't watch that these days. But they still leave the uh, the ride at the Disneyland. What is it? The um, Splash Mountain, which is based on that movie. Oh, is it really? Yes. Well, there it's you go. It's da. It's what the theme is when you're going through it. Yeah. yeah. You've been to Disneyland, haven't you? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you'd been to Disneyland. No, I've only <laughs> been to Universal. Ah, okay. But Universal's better anyway. All right, so... Less uh, racism at Universal. <laughs> <laughs> so, they suggest writing their own cartoon. And I loved here where... Lisa's like, but you think of what I'm thinking? Probably <laughs> Get in the not. snow and count to 60. <laughs> <laughs> Which, funny, but it, again, it was one of those little non sequitur moments that when I was watching it through the prism of knowing that they were short on time, yeah, it served no cheaper. purpose. Mm. Yeah, it didn't serve much purpose. It was funny, but yeah, it was just there to fill in time. I did also like the line of cartoons are writers, kind of. <laughs> the writers. There were a few meta jokes yeah, throughout. And I, that, I yeah. feel this is an episode the writers would have enjoyed. Yeah. Because it's sort of, it's taking the piss out of writers but in a way that they would appreciate. Yeah, for sure. Marge then goes to Homer and she's got mail and it's basically, I think Homer hasn't paid it's a bill like, or something. It's um, like for second notice, final notice, some guys are coming. Some guys are coming. How yeah, great. <laughs> some men are coming. And then it's an invite to their high school reunion mm. and Homer didn't get one didn't for get one. obvious reasons. Why? His terrible secret. Yes. Marge, I ate those fancy soaps in the bathroom. Great bait and switch. <laughs> Marge is like shocked. Oh my God. Still doesn't explain why he ate my soaps. <laughs> Sorry, the actual secret being, yes. He never graduated, obviously. Really? What was the class he didn't pass? Remedial science. Yep. And we've got the, the Latin joke that you mentioned before. Yeah. I never passed remedial science 1A. And you're a nuclear technician? Marge, ixnay on the nuclear nay ignition tay. What did you say? I don't know. I flunked Latin too. Bart and Lisa are then excited by the idea of writing an episode of Itching Scratchy. I think everyone... Like, everyone who's a geek has, at one point in their life, written a script for something. I mean, I used to write mm. sc- scripts for a sitcom that I would have wanted to make. Have you ever written a script? I'm assuming you would have had to have done it. Um, everyone who loves movies has written a script about something. Not a full script, even like script ideas. Yeah, yeah I've done treatments. Uh, well, you wrote a Simpsons ho- Halloween episode yeah. script, stuff like that. And particularly sitcoms, a friend of mine and I would spend a lot of time just coming up with really random ideas for sitcoms. Um, one of them, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the show before, but one of them was going to be about a girl that I went to school with who was dyslexic. Uh, she would get her fours and nines. Like, of, of, She wasn't horribly dyslexic, but if she was reading quickly, she could confuse a four for a nine. So we were going that's, to... D- that's incredible. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, brain's amazing. Anyway, we were going to do a sitcom based on dyslexic-based hijinks, you know, reading letters wrong, going to the wrong address, or usual. Uh, that we're going to put her in the post office, she, like delivering delivering the mail the always post, to the wrong. She'd be people. the postie, yeah. And you'd get like celebrity guests every time where she rocks up to the wrong person's house. Uh, it was that was going to be called four out of nine eight bad. Yep. So this this was our day. Our whole thing was get a concept and come up with a funny title, and that was as far as we went. <laughs> but there was one that. That I still think could be made to this day. It was called "Gotta Keep Them Separated." The I <laughs> would you have the Offspring song. Uh, back then we were going to. Now not so much. <laughs> but we, what this was about, it was your kind of classic Ray Romano versus Ray Romano's brother in Everybody Loves Raymond yeah. setup. So you've got this guy who's got trophy wife, great family, er, like great job, everything goes well for him, and then you've got his but brother, does it, but doesn't see it. Kind of no, who knows it? He knows it. Okay. Not arrogant, but he just—he just everything comes to him, yeah. and he's just got a great life. Then his brother, who is in a relationship that he hates, he's in a dead end job. He's got horrible kids, so he's always and he's you know always viewed as he's, lives he's in the shadows very, of his brother. Yeah, lives in the shadows. Very jealous of him. So 
this is it was going to be a big story arc over the course of a season where the brother, uh, so the, the good brother, um, breaks the news that he's getting a divorce, and the family can't believe it because his perfect life is falling apart. But for the bad brother, I, I use that word. You know, I, know, I know who yeah. you mean. Yeah. He finally thinks, fantastic, I've finally got something up on him. I may hate my relationship, but at least I can make my relationship work. In a turn of events, though, that could not have been possibly foreseen, everything gets better for the other brother. He gets a younger, newer, better-looking girlfriend. He gets a promotion at work because he's able to spend more time there. Everything starts going well for him, which makes the other brother convinced that he needs to get a divorce. The only way that his life is going to be improved so this is, is an by episode getting idea a or a whole season idea? Whole season. <laughs> okay. This is all mapped out. So he then kind of has to, each week, he's upping the stakes to try and get his wife to leave him. Because so he can't be the one to leave her. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, ultimately, finally, at the end of the season, she leaves him. He thinks everything's going to be okay when the younger brother announces that he's getting back with his ex-wife. So, just a little... Yeah. It's, it's a classic Seinfeld ending. Yeah. Right? It doesn't end. Except it happens it over. over 22 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> just drag it out. Yeah. Just throw in a few... So, if anybody <laughs> out there is listening from a network TV show, call me. <laughs> because I've got this written down and it will make... At least a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> How long have you been holding on to that one for? Uh, more than 10 years. <laughs> That's been in the notebook for. You were so excited telling that story. I could <laughs> tell you really, you would have so much passion behind it. Oh, it'd be fantastic. It'd, it'd be, <laughs> I, I see it for, effects don't really do comedy. You know what, you could almost do it like a, uh, who did The Office? As in, what do you or mean? Or Parks and Recreation, like whatever those networks. Oh, who Put yeah. it on. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. know who. Yeah. But that that that's the sort of market that I need to be pitching. Yep, yep, yeah, for sure. What about is it sort of like Arrested Development style? Similar. Yeah. Yep. I quite often in my day to day life see things happen and just sort of think in my head, this would be a perfect Seinfeld script. Mm. Seinfeld could still be going now. That's pretty much all Seinfeld was. It was it's just stuff that happened. Either in life. Larry or the writers having things happen to them and go, oh yeah, that'd be perfect. And for, this. for the next five minutes, I'll sit there daydreaming, imagining the characters of Seinfeld acting out this scene. And yeah, nice. like, what are you looking at? What's, what's wrong? Because when I'm thinking, <laughs> when I'm thinking, I frown. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, Nothing. Why? She goes, you're frowning. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking. It's just, it's just what I do. I just daydream a lot. <laughs> so, getting back to the front. Man, that was a bit of a detour, but it was worth it. Apparently, the listeners like our detour. They keep saying to us, why do you only talk about The Simpsons now? Hmm. Because that's what we're here for. But apparently, people like us talking about whatever you we want to do. Keep trying about. to get me back on track, and I keep trying to derail <laughs> as often as possible. Where were we up to in the episode? We just had the Bart and Lisa like, looking for inspiration. Yes, looking for inspiration. So, book was um, written by who? Yeah, John Swartzwater. John Swartzwater. That was a pure guess, by the way. But so, looking for inspiration, looks outside. This is a really funny cartoon scene. Yes, like this is just funny slapstick comedy. Yep. Again, it serves no purpose in the overall plot of the story, but it's just funny. It, it, it fits this scene perfectly. Mm. And it, I'm uh, tropping, uh, genius. tripping the hedge. Cuts Marge's hair in half. Why is she sitting by a hedge? Where'd the hedge come from? <laughs> Why is he on the other side of the yeah, hedge? Exactly. Look, where is he when this is happening? But the ooh, stick. Stick. <laughs> puts it back on. Runs away. Yeah, right. Why is he tripping a hedge? No one knows. But it's just... As you said, there's a lot of scenes in here. Why is this happening? Doesn't matter. It's just funny. Yep. So, Bart then suggests the barbershop after seeing this. Yes. And that's what they've got. They've got their setting. I, I enjoyed this. How easy the writing process is for a script of itchy and scratchy. Like yes. how the creativity of the animation versus juxtaposed against the simplicity of the plot. Like itchy is a uh, scratchy is getting a haircut, but itchy acts like uh, flesh eating ants covers him in barbecue nah, sauce. Bef- before the flesh eating ants, the first one was just but itchy cuts his head off with a razor blade. Oh yeah, like yeah. that's all it was. Yeah. 
but it was quite funny to watch. Man, <laughs> we can see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get, and I'm sure there's something here, but I didn't get the Elvis. I think, I feel like that was more, I don't know, maybe it was. Maybe there was a reference in there that I've it's missed. It's straight over my head. But I just like the fact that Bart said, and the rest practically writes itself, and it just ramps up to these more, more and more and more ridiculous things. I think I felt like that was what the joke was, that he was like, hey, you know, the rest is simple, and it's the most elaborate shit. Yeah, I, I'm, my whole life I've always just thought, why is Elvis there? Why does why? How did Barton at least even know who Elvis is? Hmm. Maybe he babysat for them. Possibly. Anyway, but yeah, I just if, if you guys listening out there know what the reference is there, if there even is one, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Thanks to everyone who um, emailed us over the summer, by the way. Oh, so many. We got so many emails and we've read every single one of them. We will, I am now unemployed, so I have time to write back to you all. <laughs> and we will get through all your questions, but we really do appreciate all the support because we know that when you're aware as well, the last eight weeks have been all pre-recorded. So the show probably didn't feel right. I'm sure the reviews were fine, but it just, to me... I don't know, it just didn't, it felt odd not doing the show anymore. It was just such a long period of time where we just never caught up and did a show and mm. I didn't know whether the episodes would have felt dated or not. Hopefully not. No, I don't think so. We don't really talk about much that's topical. Well, we tried to stay away from time stamping anything, didn't we? Yeah. But yeah, but thanks for sticking with us over the summer. As I said, they're all pre-recorded, but what? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> for whatever reason, I just imagined Roman Polanski and like the whole thing about him dating a 12 year old girl that is the greatest line that was never used in the defense of that like you know don't you think it's wrong i just tried to stay away from time stamping anything (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) don't ask me why my head went there but i'm very happy that it did a massive massive thank you to everyone who subscribe to our patreon over summer we haven't actually put out any content for january yet but trust me you're going to be getting plenty more as, as a massive thank you for sticking with us over the summer you guys are all awesome so thanks everyone. if you haven't subscribed to us on patreon yet as we said please do it patreon.com forward slash four finger discount now now where were we up to the writing credits who's writing credits. To go first yes will and it be bart and lisa or lisa and bart or mitch and dando <laughs> i love how i thought bart was going to win this i thought it was going to turn him in on lisa but no just fail for bart poor predictable bart Always takes rock. Good old rock. Nothing beats that. Rock. Paper. Dope. Is that one of the first times we've had an inner monologue from Bart? Yeah, probably. Because it's, it's always Homer. Yeah. It was sort of refreshing to hear someone else do it. Yeah, and not often that you really hear it from Lisa either. Yeah, not anyone. Mm. Marge sometimes maybe. Mm. Yeah, anyway. So then we get to Roger Myers and he's in, the, in his office. Yeah. And he fires the writer. The Harvard writer. Yes. Harvard trained. Um, Should have majored not getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> What's that thing he throws in the a name bar at him? Yeah. I feel like America is a better place to fire people. Why? Because in in pop culture, it's always done with a vim and vigour. It's like, like Vince, Ari Vince Gold style in You're Entourage. Fired. What was that, sorry? Vince McMahon. In the oh, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Ari Gold in Entourage. You ever seen him fire somebody? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like riding on the whiteboard. That sort of thing. And in case your ears are fucked, get the fuck uh, out! <laughs> <laughs> He played that role to perfection. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so we said Roger Myers, he fires a writer and Barton Lisa's script rocks up. He doesn't bother reading it. My question here is, that scene mm. is like 30 seconds long, if that. What the fuck is there a script? It's like pages and pages and pages and pages. What's what's filling that script? Well, I guess it's... It's like a two-page script. It's like Well, there's a letter. It's... Like, it starts with it's a, a letter. It's a thick script. It's like... Uh, Scratchy sits down... 
Itchy pours sauce on him and then covers him in You've flesh. You've got to put hands. the lines of like interior day, int dot. Yeah, yeah, that that takes up some time. <laughs> anyway. Maybe they put in a storyboard. Yeah, possibly. That One page sense. per frame. Uh, but and Lisa are upset that it didn't bother. Didn't well, like before it. that, sorry, we get Harvard back. Oh, he comes back in. Sing there. fair Harvard. Oh, fair Harvard. Whack with the <laughs> with the, the mark on his head. You have the boorish manner of a Yaley. Then they suggest, or Lisa suggests using, but one of them suggests using Grandpa's name, mm. which I thought was a really thing to just randomly come up with. I know it works for the episode, but it's like, why would they go? Maybe it's because we're kids. Yeah, that's true. They could have just made up a name. Yeah, and just because you're kids, how does? It's not like Bart Simpson sounds more. Childish. Yeah. I, 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 if they had just went Bartholomew, yeah. then that would have been fine. But, you know, it is what it is. Bart and Lisa then go to see Grandpa, and we get really funny le- writing a letter to Modern Bride. Yeah, about but the, the reveal that the it's The reveal bride. of it being Modern Bride is a good pullback and reveal. Yeah. But the, yeah, um, was it like... For shame. Yeah, for shame about only showing young people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Bart and Lisa walk in. And they ask Grandpa what his first name is. And this is mm. where we get the reveal. It's Abraham Simpson. Rips off his underwear. <laughs> and when he does it, he's sort of like, well, that's weird. How would he have done that? Yeah. And then they ask him, I don't know. <laughs> the fact that they left it at that is what makes it funny. Yeah. Because they never actually reveal. Because you couldn't possibly do that. No. There's actually a funny gag like that. I can take off other people's underwear without taking off their pants. <laughs> but that's just this little, little thing I've been working on. Alrighty. So, is that where... Cause Mitch's wife lost her pants today, didn't she? She did. We, we sat down to record. My wife came over about 10 minutes before we started They're recording. They're going for a run, my wife, Nicola and Ash. She's wearing, like, pajamas. <laughs> Actual pajamas. Claiming that she's lost her pants. So, I said to... No explanation and then was she, forthcoming. And then Mitch is like, why? And she goes, ah, it's a long story. And I was like, I would be concerned if my wife just came home from work and had lost her pants. Yeah, but we were formed, no, no, it's okay, because she had gone home to see the dogs first. It doesn't explain anything. No. <laughs> no. Only raises more questions. We should do a, a premium podcast of you and Ash discussing. Tell you Ash what, if I pants. get home and my dogs have also lost their pants, <laughs> there, will, there will be questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> Roger Myers then reads the script because, you know, apparently it's an adult name, so he will read it. Mm-hmm. Um, if only this was the way things worked these days. Yeah. We would be working for The Simpsons for sure. Yeah. Good script title, by the way. Yes. Little Barber Shop of yep, Horrors. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the script seems too big to me, as I said, but who cares? The writer then complains about his room being locked. He comes back a third yeah. time. Or was it, or was it was nah, that the second time? Yeah, his about? room was locked and he wanted to... It's second scene, third time in the door. Yes. Yeah. Uh, room locked and he wanted to get his... I wrote Yale mug for some reason. That can't be right because he's from Harvard. Whatever. Who knows? Maybe he went to both. I'll play the clip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sir, you locked my office and I wanted to get my Harvard mug. Shut up. Oh. Is that meant to be a joke that writers get mistreated? Or don't writers not, not, not yeah. mistreated but don't get the respect that is. No, that writers are nothing to the to the bosses. The yeah. show producers, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then- you can get a writer from anywhere. Yeah, that is true. Maybe not a good one. But I feel like it would, it's a hell of a lot easier to fire a writer than it is to fire an actor. Like a radio DJ. If you're just feeling like the two to four slot, they yeah. don't care, you're just the voice. Yeah. Uh, he then calls Grandpa, and Grandpa has no idea what he's talking about until money is just like, I didn't do that. We have a substantial check for an Abraham Simpson. Yes. <laughs> I did the Iggy. <laughs> Cut back from commercial, and Homer is looking through his yearbook. This is hilarious, this scene. Can't oh, believe I can't ate the whole I thing. Can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> and this is where we get the, the Happy Days cast. Mm. Joke. 
Time to go to the reunion. It'll be great to see the old gang again. Patsy, Ralph Melf, the fans. That was happy days. No, they weren't all happy days. Like the time Pinky Tuscadero crashed her motorcycle. Or the night I lost all my money to those card sharks and my dad, Tom Bosley, had to get it back. I love that. And my dad, Tom Bosley. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great delivery. I love the moments where Homer bleeds himself to be like a TV character. Yeah. Or um, is it have you is it have you seen Mad Max? Yeah, something like that. When he writes to Mel Gibson, like, yeah. do you know Mad Max? Or something yeah. like that. I love it. So you get to the reunion and Dondolinga thinks Homer is a vagrant. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Not until he says Dode, is it does it trigger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Simpson. Yeah. Uh then the class clowns they're doing a Nixon impersonation. My favorite part about all of this is when Homer kept saying to Marge what they were. Richard like, Nixon. <laughs> you're so proud that he knew. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> I know how good is that. Homer and Marge then do the dance. I've got here, I love that they always get Homer and Marge. They always find the time to have fun together when they go yeah. out. They've been married for so many years or whatever. And they're, they're what, I guess like late 30s now. Yep. But they still have fun together. Yeah. You know, that's a good marriage. How a good marriage should work. Artie Ziff then arrives. The voice was a little bit off. Now, mm. obviously, did some research. Dan Castellanada. I would trade. It, I suppose you trade it off for one night with my wife. I would. <laughs> and Homer, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> he actually gets it. That is something you would say, not meaning it, but you would say it as a joke in front of Ash. Yeah. I feel like it's something you would say. <laughs> I said that. I actually said that exact thing yesterday. Well, you, you would say it, not meaning it, though. <laughs> not yeah. in front of her. Okay. But- <laughs> The tennis was on, and Serena Williams, the Australian Open's on at the moment, Serena Williams was on, and there, uh, I was serving someone, the TV was on behind me, they sort of were making comment as to the I mean, sheer physicality of her, and something- She is a menace. Um, but, and he threw in the line, you know, mind you, I'd happily get into bed with her for just like one, or for like a, a slice of her bank account, or something along those lines, um, to which I replied- I'd let my wife get into bed with her for a slice <laughs> of her bank account. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Serena Williams is awesome, though. She is. She yeah. is phenomenal. She, I, I don't need to defend Serena Williams. Everyone knows. Just, she doesn't care who we phenomenal. are. <laughs> you can say what the fuck you want about me. <laughs> Alrighty, so getting back to the episode, Homer basically is just a, a success now. He wins all the awards. Sorry, yeah, exactly. He's, yeah... Just a table full of trophies yeah. for travelling the f- least amount of distance to get here, most <laughs> amount of weight put on, most improved odour. Most improved odour is my favourite. <laughs> I love that. This is where Dondolinga walks in and reveals the tragic secret that Homer never actually passed remedial science. Everyone's just flabbergasted. They yeah. take all the awards off him. Everyone laughs at him. And you actually feel bad for Homer here. He looks he looks so upset. Mm. Like for one of the first times in his life, he's a, he's a success. And I suppose like remedial science would have to be pretty basic science. Well, he can, he finished at like a local community class in like a day. Mm. <laughs> That's really, he went for two classes. Yeah, suddenly he's a doctor. Uh, and Homer vows he wants to go to school to win back those awards. That's the only reason. Yeah, like, just, he wants to win back the awards. What one of what was the one he wanted? The most improved most odor. improved odor award. Yeah. He wants that one back. Yeah, I love it when Homer whenever Homer ties a crusade. To a really small amount of dignity. Yeah. <laughs> and has no idea. Yeah. This next scene was hilarious. The delivery of Grandpa. I want my check. Hey, you're a writer, all right. <laughs> How good is that? I want another one. Yes. Oh, perfect. Oh, I thought it was fucking hilarious. That was, that was up there, like similar to the, I'm old. Give me, give me, give me. Yeah. This is funny. I want my check. I want another one. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he gives him the job and introduces him to the riders, and these are all designed for the real staff or the Simpsons at the yeah. time, which was kind of cool. Because mm. not very often that the characters, the people that work on the staff, because we they spoke to Nikki about yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't often get drawn al- in. They're technically not allowed to, but mm. obviously they got away Back with then it. Yeah? the rules might have been different. Ah, po- possibly. Um, Krusty is now wearing lots of nicotine patches. I like that they gave a reason... Because they kept, they kept going back to itchy and scratchy cartoons. Yep. So it wasn't just Krusty being there introducing cartoons. They sort of like, like a running gag throughout the episode of the nicotine patches. Yep. So I don't know why they... I know why... Because he wanted to quit smoking, but they didn't start the episode off with him trying to quit smoking. So it sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, kind of. But it was funny. Um, I like that he starts licking it. Yeah. As they go into cartoon. <laughs> oh, but that's good. The Bart and Lisa cartoon airs. I almost miss it because of the erosion thing. Mm-hmm. The closing credits... Um, now, Stephen J. Canal Productions. Yes. Yes. But did you notice, though, when you were watching it, something looked familiar? I thought, there was something about that that one of all the credits popped up. I'm like, that looks familiar to me. It's because mm-hmm. it's a screenshot from the closing credits of The Simpsons. Oh. Okay, cool. Which I, I just, I thought, it looked too familiar. That's why I did a bit of research into it. And yeah, that's, they thought, I don't know why they did it, but maybe the writers of the show that works on the show thought, let's get our names on television again. Yeah. Uh, then... As you said, it's a parody of the Stephen J. Canal shows. What, is, what shows do you do? There's A-Team, apparently, I think. That I wouldn't be able to tell you. I just I know the logo more than I know uh, the shows. I know he does uh, 21 Jump Street. I know okay. he definitely did that. Yeah, yeah, did. yeah. Did. Yes. <laughs> did he do that in the of the movies, maybe? Doesn't matter. Don't know. They didn't have the... <laughs> they didn't have the if the, I'm going to have to go back and watch those movies again and see if they had a typewriter reference in there. Possibly. Uh, Homer then reveals to the kids that he never passed remedial science and the kids laugh at him. Uh, this is where Grandpa arrives in his suit. This would have been close favorite moment of the episode. What a line! Oh, they pay me eight hundred dollars a week to cal- to cal- I can't even get it out. I'm too excited. <laughs> oh, no. Play the clip. Hello, son. I was on my way home from work and thought I'd drop by. Oh, you have a job. They pay me eight hundred dollars a week to tell a cat and mouse what to do. I see. Kids then explain to Grandpa why he's getting paid. The whole funniest part about this, Grandpa never questioned why he's getting paid. He's just getting paid. I figured the I figured because the Democrats were in power again. Yes, he keeps falling asleep. I thought this was a bit stupid. This scene, I don't know, just sort of didn't do anything for me. Oh, the Wild West bit. Yeah, I feel like that's another padding out moment well it's just it just felt so stupid to me it was a very um did you notice they have the same fade out though as from Treehouse of Horror 3 the with the love heart uh no I from King Homer King Homer yeah yeah, and the claim of that pity what I was the thing about those sorts of jokes and little non sequiturs is that sometimes you're going to think they're stupid sometimes you're going to think they're funny out of character for grandpa to think that yeah and think that it's normal yeah not normal but you know what I mean no, definitely. But some people are going to find it funny that he's doing something out of character. It's just that yeah. I've, when an episode has too many of these, they become hit and miss. Yeah. It's kind of throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, come back from commercial and the kids are at the Itchy and Scratchy Studios. Roger Myers doesn't question why they're sitting there running an episode. But anyway, yeah. says, kids, let's go for a tour. Abe, you coming? Any stairs? Just one. Nuts to you. <laughs> And this is where we get the animation gag. Yes. Now, I, uh, you know what ruined this for me? The explanation of it. It would yeah. have been so much funnier if they walked into the animation department and the background kept cycling over, but they didn't reference it. Rather than have Roger Meyer go, sometimes we cut corners and just use the same background over and over and over again. Highlight, like it's, it, it was just sh- showing it didn't need to happen. 
But we could it- see that the background was being done. It would have worked better as a joke for us to figure out on our own. But would it have been a gag, though? Of course it would have. It's the same lady. Yes, but would you have watched it in the sense of... We we would watch it and notice it and say, oh... Yeah. But would we question that they actually deliberately did it as a joke or not? Because they're not pointing course, it out. No, of course that have... Because it's so obvious. Of course, it's the animation wing. Like, it could not get more obvious. That the only time that they've ever done it in the history of The Simpsons, apart from maybe the baseball episode, was that one time that they were inside the animation wing. That's why they go to the it's animation wing for that joke. As, yeah, I know, but th- and that's why he doesn't need to say it. I get what you're saying, yeah. But I think that... It- Less people would have laughed, but the people that did laugh would have laughed harder. Yeah, that is true. It's, it's not very often that The Simpsons dumb down a joke so much, do they? No. Well, it didn't offend me as much as it offended you, obviously, but... It could it have been offend done. me. It just would have been better if they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they didn't reference it. Did you know that the animation wing door was designed? Oh, actually, you know what? I'd have preferred it if it was an entirely silent scene. Still went for the exact same amount of time, and it was just them walking for nothing. Dare the audience to think, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> on repeat, yeah. on loop. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like my coin video. I don't think that's even something the Simpsons would have dared tried. Probably not. Would have, that would have been funny. No balls. Yeah. <laughs> The animation wing door was designed exactly the same as the door from Disney Studios. You know what? Sorry, you know what it is? It's the equivalent of someone telling a joke and then going, I'm only joking, I'm only joking. We've discussed this before. Yeah. It's because you haven't got the guts to just let it go. Yeah. Who, who's the guy you like? Daniel Kitson. No, there was, there was someone else. Oh. Stuart. Stuart Lee? Yeah. He'll let a joke go and make you question whether he's being legit or not. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Yes. So... Homer then starts going to remedial science class and Dondolinga's wife has passed away. Is this on the test? <laughs> no. no. Dead <laughs> wife. out dead wife. <laughs> Written big too. He's taken up like the top third of the page. The first time he's paying attention. <laughs> he's like dead wife. Poor Dondolinga, by the way. Yeah, I know. He's had a bad run. Yeah, I feel so sorry for him. Krusty's then covered in nicotine patches. And as I said, it's nice that they've given him a running mm. gag throughout the episode. Uh... The episode from Mr. Scratchy this time is called Streams from a Mall. Yeah. And it's very well written. This is a great... This is one of the rare full-form Itchy and Scratchy episodes that you get. As, as, as the irony of it. Yeah. Start to finish. Really funny. I feel like the escalator thing is something that a lot of people are genuinely afraid of. You see, some people get real nervous about I, lifting their foot over the end of an escalator. I got scared when I was at one of the airport el- uh, escalators because my shoelace was untied. <laughs> I just have this feeling I get sucked under. <laughs> Because yeah, that's a physical possibility. But I got my. F- I know you've lost weight, Dando, but you're not, <laughs> you're not a millimetre thin. Once at Market Square, when I was maybe six, mm. my shoelace got caught in one of those things. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I My mum's saying, calm down, calm down. I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. Can't go anywhere. It's just my shoelace is caught. Yeah. Mum's like, take your shoe off. I can't, I can't. Mum takes my shoe off. Ah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not dead, guys. Let's go to time zone. I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm not dead, guys. I'm fine. But I think that's where my fear comes from. Should we call a reporter? Have you seen the video of- Local a- boy stuck on escalator for four days. <laughs> Brendan, are you just holding on to the shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video of the person that falls into the escalator? They, they died. It was in like Japan or something or China. It's insanity. The es- no, the escalator turn. Right near the start, the escalator like falls- in and the person gets sucked into the fucking escalator. Oh you, wait, no, you I have you don't seen see that. Them, yeah, the like the, fall down. the whole stair breaks. How yeah, that's messed up. Oh, that's terrifying. It's not as good as the person that falls backwards over an escalator. Like they fall backwards downwards as the escalator is going up, and they just kind of keep falling in place. Fall backwards on the down, so like on the up one. Yeah. So they can't. They go may anywhere. have been in a wheelchair. 
So they can't go anywhere. Yeah, no, they just just on a loop, it's perpetual motion. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I hope they survive. <laughs> <laughs> but as we said, Screams from a Mall was very well written. It was one of the best Ginger Scratches I've seen to date. Yep. Homer's then upset at Dundlinger for burning a donut. Yes. Amazing. What a scream. Oh, the, no! This is not happening. This is not <laughs> happening. And the guy's so... Oh, amazing. The colour of the flame indicates this was a very sweet donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favourite moment by far. Grandpa's then writing... A writing more letters. Yes. Dear Mr. President, there are too many states. Please eliminate three. Three of them. I am not a crackpot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Myers reveals that Grandpa has been nominated for an award. And Grandpa reveals he's a fraud, but Myers doesn't hear him. Hmm. Uh, Homer's final exam He gets the true and false wrong Yeah Well I can't I, can't, I just, I'll just play the clip. It's true or false True the Homer the test hasn't started yet False <laughs> no, <laughs> I think true. that's how it works <laughs> He then talks through his brain Alright brain You don't like me And I don't like you But let's just do this And I can get back To killing you with beer It's a deal Then grandpa is preparing For the award show You call the escort service yeah, their insurance won't cover you. <laughs> that was a very adult joke for a child to say. Yeah. Because escorts are prostitutes. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Krusty and Brooke Shields are then presenting the award. Ah, oh, this was great. Reminded me of Jimmy Fallon at the Golden Globes not too long ago. What happened? Are you, so you've been in Dubai where there is no yeah, Western so, news. Yeah, I haven't read no news Jimmy went on. I haven't... <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, like... Was it like, legit? Imagine the worst thing that you could think of. Yes. For Jimmy Fallon hosting an award show, what would be like? I what would be the one thing that could go wrong for Jimmy Fallon to not be able to recover from? Having to go off script. Yes, <laughs> the auto cue died in his opening monologue, and he had no fucking idea what to say. Really, it was almost like he hadn't read a word. Similar to Krusty, it was almost like he hadn't actually read anything that he was going to do when he got out there. Because when it didn't work, he had no fucking backup plan whatsoever. So what happened? He just kind of flustered and flump, flitted around on stage. Offered, he's like, "Ah, oh, what can I do? I, um, oh, I can do some impressions." <laughs> like, it was oh wow! Like a fucking year ten or, or a ten-year-old talent show. And this was, wasn't set up. No, no, it was just a shambles. Oh, is it really awkward to watch? It is. It really is. Has it sort of like solidified the fact that he doesn't I, shouldn't be hosting a fucking late night show? He shouldn't be hosting anything. He shouldn't be hosting kids' birthday parties. You know, you know what he does? Nothing. He he, 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 uh, he says he says something to them, and then every time they say something, he goes, "Ha!" Huh! Yeah, and bangs on his desk. Yeah. Don't laugh at everything they say and bang yeah. on the fucking desk. Yeah. Oh, converse with the people. Converse. Just because you can fucking lip sync with people doesn't mean you should be hosting. Anyway, let's not get into that tirade. <laughs> Alrighty, so <laughs> I can't wait to watch this though. When he I is very good on the Universal Studios tour though. His little pre-record bit in the bus. Uh, didn't do the what bus? You didn't do the tour at Universal. The what? Did you do Universal in LA? Orlando. Oh, you went Orlando. Well, I haven't been to Orlando. I okay. To <laughs> you have to be so like, oh, you went to that one. No, well, the, Al- the, Al- the <laughs> Universal to- Studios tour in LA, you go through the back lot and all that sort of stuff, and there's like a little screen on there, and Jimmy guides you around Universal Studios. That's oh, quite good. Okay. And no, scripted. No, I didn't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably you- written by someone else. You want to know something's going to depress you? At Orlando Universal Studios, Jimmy Fallon is getting his own fucking ride. His own ride? Yes. It's got Jimmy Fallon across the whole work, work, uh, wall coming soon in 2017. It's a... Is it just, are they getting the teeth from Luna Park? <laughs> it's just a big fucking open mouth laughing. It's just, it's apparently going to be a roller coaster from, of New York City. Yeah. And it's... The, you go in there and... Um, I'll Google it right now as it, you're discussing it, something. People, 
it's a roller coaster with really soft, wet lettuce leaves batting you over the head <laughs> until you are so insane from the banality that you can't help but laugh and click on the YouTube videos and you don't even know why. Yes. This is it. It's called. You, you go, oh, Kevin Spacey's in this one. Good. I hope Jimmy doesn't talk very much. <laughs> yes. Race through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes. So this is, it's going to be, I don't know. I know I'm going to look into it. I feel it. like the Olsen twins are going to be involved in this somewhere. It's just a it's just a ride through New York or some All right. shit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's Getting depressing. back to the front. Letterman never got a fucking ride. Letterman is the man. The hell? Do you reckon Letterman just looks, looks at Fallon now and goes, <laughs> fools. Letterman's beard would be better at hosting <laughs> than Fallon. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, next week we have an exclusive interview with Jimmy Fallon for our patrons. <laughs> Do you imagine Jimmy Fallon and Jay Leno? Like... Interviewing each other. Conan should do that. Get Letterman on as a guest, and he can be Leno. Yeah. Oh, no, he does a, Len- a good Leno impersonation, yeah. Conan. And then Letterman can be Fallon. Yeah. And Letterman can just bang on the desk and laugh. <laughs> and then Conan go, <laughs> How's that not a fucking thing on Saturday Night Live? You should Alrighty, so SNL just, couldn't do we it. We just need an adult name. Jimmy came through SNL, so they've got to be good. That's why it'd be funnier. Yeah, well, it <laughs> would be. Uh, we mentioned Grab was preparing for the award show. Okay, uh, so Krusty and Brooke Shields, as we said, are presenting the award. That was another tangent, but a good one. Mm. Uh, Krusty gets annoyed by the jokes the blue head grin. <laughs> he just walks off. Oh, that's My hair terrible. is green. You're giving me nothing to work yeah. with here. I love that he. That's terrible. He <laughs> <laughs> can't believe it. Um, and they're going through the different shows that are going for the award, the same as Grandpa. Yep. Now, Ren and Stimpy has the black screen. Yeah. What was this gag about? Now, there's two things. Obviously, first, well, not obviously, but it was an attack at the show creator of um, Ren and Stimpy because he made comments that the, the Simpsons succeeded despite their writing. He made a comment Ooh. like that in the early 90s and they didn't like that. Plus, it was also a reference to the fact that Ren and Stimpy's show it had a horrible production schedule in which some of the episodes weren't delivered on time. Ah. Funny. Yes. So, that's what I said. Nothing here yet. What were the other ones? There was one, uh, Masters of Atom or Atom yeah, or something. Yeah, the wedding episode. Which is um, the animation company that did The Simpsons back then. Okay. And obviously, Masters of the Universe. And then there was something about buying something. And the, hmm, how to buy a toy or something. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Anyway. Action uh, um, action figure man or something along those yes, lines. Yes, the how to buy episode or something. Grandpa finally sees Itchy and Scratchy. And well, before that, the crossing of the fingers. Oh, yes. Crack. And oh, that's going to hurt come winter. Uh, Grandpa finally says it's in Scratchy and he's just disgusted. Mm. He can't believe that he's put his name to such filth or whatever, you know. And he has a giant rant on stage. Uh, For shame, yeah. he says it again. Now, I didn't get here what the, the writers going to quit their writing jobs and start doing things that they want to do or something. Yeah, well, it's that thing of like, well, that's it. You know, I'm over cartoons. Like They're good for me. I'm going to go write that sitcom about the sassy robot. Yeah. <laughs> again, it's just a little gag about pissy writing jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Grandpa gives the award to the kids. We'll never yeah, watch actually, the best one of those ever is in Seinfeld, when George uses the fact that he's writing a show to try and impress women. So he's at the bar and he's like, "Actually, at the moment, I'm working on a pilot for NBC." And the woman just bursts out laughing. He's like, "A sitcom? How can you write that crap?" Yeah. And then calls out to another woman. He's like, "This guy's writing a sitcom, and he used it to hit on me." Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld's amazing I'm surprised there hasn't been A Seinfeld stage show Ooh. That would be With the original be- cast Or like a one man show People playing the original cast Okay You couldn't get the original cast to do it But I think it would do be Do it on Broadway 
I think a George Costanza live show would be amazing. Yep. Something we could workshop. Yes. Actually, on, we'll get to that in a moment because the subject of TV shows being turned into live shows segues very nicely into something that we're going to be doing in March in Adelaide. Yes, we'll plug that in a few moments. We'll just wrap up this episode first. So, it ends with the kids walking out with Grandpa and I think it's Bart that says, we'll never watch another award show again unless it's hosted by that delightful Billy Crystal. <laughs> uh, Billy Crystal had hosted the Oscars three times before this episode aired. Yep. I think, I think it was like he's still 97, 98, 2000, yep. and something like that. Billy Crystal, Steve Martin, they're the go-to. He just loves hosting the Oscars. And he does such a great job of it. Do you reckon Jimmy Fallon will never host another thing ever again? I hope not. I can't wait to watch this video. I'm so excited. <laughs> how long does it go for? Uh, I don't know. Opening monologues. A few minutes. So how long into it did it cut out? Was, was he going fine I and all of a sudden he just it forensics. So I, I haven't but got the run times. Was, was he going fine and then disappeared and he had that moment of, oh God, now what do I do? Like um, the realisation. Oh. Jimmy's eyes are just dead behind the piles of cocaine that he he's looks, been doing he, for the last six months. Yeah, so. he just looks asleep, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He's kind of got this robotic sheen yeah. from the nose up. Yeah. Uh, Homer then reveals that he's passed and won't have anything to be embarrassed about. Cut forward to the future. Cut forward to the future. Throw back the, to the plunger. Yeah, the plunger callback. Simpson, do you have a plunger stuck to your head? Oh. And then they end with... Hens love roosters, geese love ganders, everyone else loves Ned Flanders. Not me. Everyone who counts loves Ned Flanders. Flanders short story, this is obviously the basis for the 22 short films. Yep. Just used to fill in time. It's very, very funny. It's funny. It's basic. Why aren't you ready for church? It's Saturday. I'm not going to church. You give me one good reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And I think it left this episode on a high note. Because at the end of, this, of the episode, I sort of thought, oh, that wasn't much. And then yeah. after the Flanders part, I think it made me feel like the episode was better than what it was because it left me so happy. Yeah. But anyway, I wish I had done more of that. Little, yeah, little top and tail Sort of like bits. throws back to my idea that The Simpsons would work well as a two-minute spin-off thing yeah. on YouTube. Anyway. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that um, that writing a sitcom or, or any animated show not as easy as it looks no Harvard not education all. a necessity i learned that everyone who counts loves ned flanders ah. <laughs> Jamail! Jamail is here Ooh. so now it's time for the mailbag it is we haven't done a proper one of these for a long time we haven't but this is still going to be a slightly truncated version of the mailbag because we've already been going for about an hour and 20 minutes i think we yes. got a little bit excited <laughs> in our first show back <laughs> And there's so much to get through that uh, I'll be honest. For the few weeks that I was aw- that we weren't doing it, I didn't look too much at the mailbag because I wanted to kind of come back with fresh eyes. And then I was working on another project that only finished late last night, so I haven't had time to go through it all. Yeah, my full disclosure: I haven't done the work. Whatever. Um, we have we have enough. But we mailbag, do have a couple we, things. We have enough mailbag now to just do mailbag podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I do have in lieu of the mailbag is a new joke. Ah, for our listeners, okay. well, it's more of a story. Um, a story about buying condoms in Queensland. And as I mentioned, a, pl- a show to plug that we're going to be doing in Adelaide. Yes. Okay. I'll let you take the reins for that. All right. But the mailbag, uh, Matthew Braun writes in, um, Hey guys, we'd like to suggest something that another TV podcast does. Signcast. They have a top 20 list uh, of the episodes that they've reviewed. And after each episode, he actually wrote revived instead of reviewed. Yeah. And I like, like that's a kind of... I'd like to think that's what we're doing it here. We're breathing, we're breathing fresh <laughs> life into the show. Um, they have a top 20 list that they update each week and sort of figure out if, if an episode's going to get into the top 20 and which one it would take out. Yep. 
Personally, I don't love the idea, but I just wanted to float it. Maybe. <laughs> it's a, it, Maybe. It could. Tell you what, Matt. You send in your top 20 each week. You can tell us which one came in and out. And each week we'll tell you why you're wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, no. good. I guess it's a good idea, but yeah. My only issue with that is that our show already runs an incredibly long length of time. And if we add more stuff to it, then before you know it, we'll be doing two and a half hours a yeah. week. Um, but I th- we probably could stop off every now and then and just do our favorite so far. We're going to start doing monthly top tens. That's true. So that's, that's at least some top list related content yep. for you listeners out there. Dan, but yeah, good, good suggestion. Matthew. Dan Eglinton, uh, he writes in, very excited that we read out the mailbag thing he feels embiggened. I don't know if you remember Dan Eglinton, but he was talking about I remember the name. stupidly obscure quotes. Uh, our guess at his quote, which was, I'm trapped. Uh, yeah, I got it wrong. Pa- yeah, wasn't correct. Yeah. Um, so, he does. This, do, you, do we have any other ideas? No, Dan, we don't. Um, I, I, know, was, I know what it is. Oh, oh, do you? Yes. Okay. It's... Because I read that and I was like, oh, that is so... Um, I, I went to Frinkiac. It's when Miss Hoover is trapped in the car. When they can't get it. When Bart puts all the cars, the car park's too close. Ah, right. And Hoover goes, I'm trapped. It's just... Okay. She's like, it's, she says it amongst the crowd of people. Like, everyone's screaming things out and she's just in the middle saying, I'm trapped. And then Krabappel says something and then someone else says gotcha. something. Gotcha. Yep. I, that must be it because I went and freaked out and that's the only thing that says I'm trapped besides yep. Lenny. Okay. If that's uh, wrong, then I have no fucking idea what it is. <laughs> Tell me, please, Danny. I look forward to <laughs> him get it, catching up so, to this episode. Wrong! Three, <laughs> catching up to this episode in three months and then writing in again. Yes. Greg Murphy. Greg Murphy, um, race car driver? You say that to me like I would know. You, you I've never watched a car race in my life. You worked for Ford. Surely you would have learned it by osmosis. I build them. I don't yeah, know how they work. Surely by touching them, <laughs> you just have Mark Scaife Do you watch the statistics. stock market? You work in a bank? Yeah. You what do you want to know about the all ordinaries? You do not. <laughs> of course I do. I'll tell you that petrol went up 22 cents overnight off the back of I heard this. off the back of oil production being cut and the Australian dollar not trading quite as well as people would have liked. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's your fucking financial facts. <laughs> Um, I moved as I tried to say facts and I cut off my larynx a little bit so the word didn't come out properly and you have one of those (gasps) yeah (laughs) that'll be cut out there it is again Greg Murphy writes in saying hey Mitch and Dando I was watching the episode in Marge We Trust and it got me thinking of all the episodes in which uh, filler segments sorry which feature filler segments to make the episode long enough to air such as Homer dialing a really long number for the Mr. Sparkle factory in Hokkaido, Japan the dental plan Lisa needs braces you asked um, me the question and, and he just said the one that I thought of well, uh, I'll think of a new one a okay. <laughs> some might call them cheap uh, jokes but when I was a kid um, he had Grandma Flanders saying hello Joe yeah. in his head for weeks just wondering if we had any notable or favourite segments like this so ones that drag, or just one? So ones that drag, obviously. Well, not drag, but but moments that are just inserted to to pad for time, filler moments. You wouldn't call. It, de- it depends in the context, though, because not everything that happened that was a filler in this episode would have felt like a filler if there wasn't so much of them. Like the well, gra- the grab the grab this episode the, any episode. But I'm just saying, for example. So this one here, mm. where Grandpa was getting pushed to the nut house, is that considered a filler? Because it wasn't. It's not like the Hello Joe kind of filler. Do you know what I mean? It felt filler in here because we knew the episode ran short. But if that was just in an episode by itself, we wouldn't treat that as a filler. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Homer. It's just Homer imagining something. I am evil Homer. Those sorts of moments. Is that filler? That's what I wanted to ask because if it is, my favourite one of that is um, 
could this be the best day of my life? And him running around the Looks beer like truck. Looks like we have a new champion. Yes. That's pretty good. I'll, but I don't feel like that's a non sequitur, is it? That's a little bit. But I mean, that, it's, that's, it's, that's what comes to my Homer's remembering things. I love him dancing around the beer truck. Yeah. In okay. his underwear. I had one and I forgot what it was. The obvious one is Cape Fear with the rakes. Yeah. But that's too obvious for me to actually say. Similar to the Mr. Sparkle one, Homer dialing the Australia. phone. No, Homer dialing the phone in Deep Space Homer. Oh, to the president? No, to Marge. When he's already talking to her and he starts dialing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I, you'd almost... Just for the fact that it's so, the, the button pauses are so... They're so drawn out. Um, that's that's really, really funny. The fact that they do it twice yes. is what's really hilarious yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. That is funny, yeah. yeah. So, is that it for the mailbag this week? Because we've got a few things to plug, don't we? We do have a few things and to plug. And you've got a joke for everybody, so we better wrap this I thing do. up. Want to, end, want to end on the joke? What's going to be the high note, the joke or the plug? Oh, Jesus, that's a really long... Liam Wah has written in, but Liam... Don't I'll... listen to what I'm saying then. I don't fucking mind. I'm sorry, I was <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> he wrote in with a screenshot of our own um, Twitter page, so I was wondering what was going on. Liam's written in, but this is like an essay. Liam, that'll be read out next week. I'm favouriting that. What did you say? Something about plugging things. Yes. So I'll be ending on a high note. So what's going to be the high note? The joke or the plug? No, the joke. Okay. So what's the plug? Well, the plug is also a high note, but I feel like doing the joke first doesn't show enough respect to the plug. We are... We've been invited to speak on a panel. Yes. So the um, there's a theatre company in Adelaide, a well-respected theatre company, like, you know, professional actors. This is not some run-of-the-mill... This is four-finger discount stepping up in the world. This is not hanging out in a lounge room in North Geelong. This is fucking Adelaide State Library giving a talk with a linguist. Yes. And, like, a, a qualified professional <laughs> is they going to be paid. on the stage <laughs> with us. Yeah. I'm just going to um, sit there and wear those glasses with the eyes on them. This is, yeah. <laughs> so, this is off the back. It's for a, a series of talks called Tangent that get done at the State Library in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Uh, State Library. I'm just going to put that out there again. <laughs> Government buildings that we're being allowed into. <laughs> uh, I bet you we'll get a lanyard. Well, we have to. And water. They'll have a green room <laughs> and there'll be water. I <laughs> want only red M&Ms. <laughs> so, th- anyway, the theatre company is doing a play called uh, Mr. Burns, a post-apocalyptic play. Yeah, it's been going in America Sorry, for a while Sorry, a post-electric play. Yeah. And the basic gist of this is there's a travelling band of actors it's set in the apocalypse they're trying to remember the events of cape fear mm-hmm. second act they've kind of remembered it and reconstructed it to their own it's sort of like chinese whispers to their own version Isn't of it, it their society's based on it kind of thing well that's what happens at the end okay, so they yeah. go off at, like perform as a performance troupe performing this play to everyone and then it goes 100 years down the track and then it's about how society has been twisted based on what the tellings of these people were so that's the whole concept for it and our job is to come over and talk about the impact of pop culture on everyday life so is is it the simpsons the impact of the simpsons have them largely the simpsons but pop culture as a whole okay as well they wanted a pop culture expert and i put my hand up and said wear those (laughs) (laughs) not not wear those we are those yeah it's, don't, I, don't wear my hands. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be... That'll be very, very cool. I'm, I'm really gonna, looking forward to it. I'm just going to sit there and let you do all the talking. Because <laughs> I'll probably put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, I, I thought that might be the case. <laughs> like, Dando's going to hear the linguist start saying long words. <laughs> and then, then he's going to do what happened to me when I... Um, years ago, I think I told, I've told you about this, but I was... Uh, a co-host for a trivia night and it was sort of like a Roy and HG thing. You haven't told me this. Oh, okay. This was in, I've um, heard of your, your failed attempt at the game show. No, this was good. This was like <laughs> year 11 um, up in Queensland. We were we were co-hosting a trivia night and we had some sketches that we'd pre 
pre-planned and pre-prepared, but a lot of it was us improvising comments about the acts that we were watching. Okay. And so we had like no- dangerous. we had a couple of notepads there. We yeah, 600 people in the room and I had to improvise comedy as a 16-17 year old. It was fucking daunting. So daunting that my co-host, who shall remain Trent McClarty, <laughs> just sat down, slid the notepad over to me and went, "That's your job." <laughs> so he just for the whole his, night put his hand up and went I'm not I, I can't come up with jokes this, you're gonna have to try and be just funny just do something well nope didn't weak but worked weak Trent I, for two hours Dando I was the funniest funniest I've ever been which made three people laugh <laughs> <laughs> alrighty so that was the joke yeah no <laughs> no that, that just popped into my head no the story about buying condoms so I was thinking I was, it's been a long break Nothing really eventful has happened to me over the last eight weeks. I was trying to think of something that's happened to me in the past. And I thought back to... It was actually the night that I proposed to my lovely wife. It was our third anniversary. We were staying at a apartment up in Airlie Beach. So, you know, beautiful romantic setting. How much of those anniversaries just mean nothing once you're married? As in wedding like, anniversaries it's, it's or like, like your dating anniversary? Yeah, it's like, what do you celebrate now? Do you celebrate your wedding or do you date? I like to acknowledge the date. Yeah, but, but you celebrate, celebrate the wedding. wedding. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. So, yeah. it's your third dating anniversary, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thir- third year of, of being together in a relationship. Yep. So, setting, like I said, it was my plan to propose. So, I'm setting the romantic scene. We're going to waterfalls. We're staying in Ellie Beach. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Fancy restaurants. Nice hotel. All of that sort of thing. We get into the hotel, we realise that we've forgotten to pack a couple necessary items for when one is staying away, celebrating a third anniversary. So, it was my job to go down to the supermarket. And I don't know if you've ever had to go to the supermarket and only buy one thing before. It can be tough. Supermarkets are designed to distract you. Yes. But when that one thing is condoms, like, no one likes just buying condoms. You, you Normally, you buy condoms and then, like, a, a new weekly... And a chocolate bar or something, so you can like hide the condoms in amongst other yes. things and then put them on the conveyor belt. But I went, no, I am not getting in that trap of being a sidetracked because I'll spend half an hour there, and b, I'm not going to allow myself to be embarrassed about this. So <laughs> I walk in, I grab my packet of condoms, I look for the youngest possible checkout person that I can find, made sure it was a guy because I didn't want to be weird about things. <laughs> but there's like this little 15 year old kid, face full of innocence. I'm like, this is just fucking perfect. <laughs> so I walk up. There's like a 60 ish year old woman in front of me with maybe 10 items left to scan. There's no divider though on the conveyor belt. So I walk up and I p- put the condoms down very forcefully, but <laughs> respectfully about two feet away from her groceries. The kid. In a little bit of his own, sort of, you know, it was like toothpaste, shampoo, lettuce, puts that all in a bag. Kind of talking to her a little bit. As he's talking, the condoms keep going up uh, on the conveyor yeah. belt. He grabs Wait, condoms. Didn't have a divider? No, no oh, they didn't no. have one there. So, he grabs a condom, swipes it through as her thing. She gives it the, oh, no, 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 that's not mine. <laughs> and then looks at what they actually are. And she's like, oh. <laughs> so, then like he goes, he's like, oh, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And then he tries to void them, but actually accidentally scans them like two or three more times. <laughs> so, then he has to get a supervisor over to come and get them off. What were you thinking at this point? <laughs> Just sitting there. I, honestly, I was like, well, this is going as well as I could have hoped for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, he finally gets them voided. I try not to make old contact eye contact with the old lady. And she tries not to make eye contact with me. She pays for her items and she goes. I'm sort of, you know how once they're gone, it's your turn to stand on the right-hand side of the register? Yes. Yeah. So, I make my 
I will wait over here for my condoms to be scanned. <laughs> he scans the condoms. In the time that all this is gone, a second person has come up to the counter. He then grabs one of her items and scans <laughs> that. So now she's looking over at my groceries going, what are you doing with his... Gro- oh, there's a box of condoms on the, <laughs> on the counter. So then like he's... Oh, oh, and then he like voids that and then he looks and he's like, oh, so it's just... Oh. <laughs> There's this moment of realisation that this maniac is coming to his supermarket just to buy condoms. What's wrong with that, though? Oh, who knows? Anyway. (laughs) So, I leave there. I'm proud of myself. I wanted one thing. I went in on a mission to get one thing. I got my one thing. Got your attention. I got what Ash needed. She sent me there to get something. I got it. I'm coming back. I come in there. (laughs) I open that door, (laughs) holding them aloft. I see Ash... She's sitting in a chair. Asleep. Her bare legs, no, her bare legs just sort of cocked over the arm of the Where's chair. Where's this going? Just just <laughs> alluring and inviting me into the room. She hears the door. She swivels the chair slowly around. She looks at me and she says, where's the milk? <laughs> That's there <amazing>. it is. <laughs> there is the punchline <laughs> to the longest joke you'll ever hear. Did you steal that? No, I made that up. Okay. <laughs> everything other than the milk, you know, behind the curtain of the comedian's mind, every, everything other than the milk in that, tr- in that story is 100% true. So, what did she really say? That, she didn't say anything. <laughs> she was with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I was trying... You know what it was? I was driving the other day. And I was thinking of doing, um, doing some stand-up comedy. And I was like, oh, I'd need some bits. And then I was thinking back on that story. I've gone, that was really funny, but, you know, I can't... It doesn't have like a stand-up kind of rhythm to it. And then I thought of putting it in the context of only trying to grab one thing and not being distracted. And then the punchline being that the condoms weren't what, what I was wanted for in the yeah. first place. And I said it out loud. And then I spent the next 15 minutes just saying to myself, where's the milk? <laughs> I was like, that is the funniest phrase that I could... I challenge anyone to come up with three words funnier than where's the milk. Where's the milk? It should be a shirt. It's up there with where's the beef. Yeah, where's the beef? That's, what yeah. I, that's all I can think yeah. of. <laughs> I was like, it's got such a ple- pleasing feel about that sentence. Mailbag at fourfigurediscount.com.au. Want to know how many, five donuts, how many donuts do you give that joke? How many of them are hanging off? <laughs> that's my other supermarket run-in. You'll have to go back in the podcast <laughs> to find that one. Thanks for listening to our review of The Front. It's good to be back, isn't it? It's great to be back. It's sort of uh, a little bit intimidating. I wasn't too sure how we're going to go, but you know, I wasn't too, sure if I'd like you anymore. We're too professional. I don't like you. <laughs> like, I was like, I haven't seen him for so long. Like, what if his personality's changed? <laughs> Have I changed? I don't know. <laughs> we'll soon find out. I did. I must mention that Mitch got me a great Christmas present. Mm. We're now officially a radio studio. We are. I was really happy when I found that. We have an on-air light. Are you going to put a photo up? We never flicked on. Ah, oh, idiots! No wonder the show didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, it's just whenever we're going to do the show now, the on-air light's going to... But it will waste the batteries. Where's the milk would have been so much funnier if it had a little red incandescent glow. It's got a USB. You can plug it into a USB. Yes, I know that's that. And plus, you can also just take that out and put whatever you want in the front. Mm. It's just a box light. So, we can get a waste of milk. <laughs> get a silhouette of yes. waste of milk. Why not? That'd be fantastic. Uh, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Send your questions through. We'll get through them in the next few weeks or so. Next week, we are reviewing Whacking Day. Oh, Absolute classic. What a fantastic episode that is. Yes. Um, the premium's review for this month, as we said, is going to be the City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. If we get time, which we probably will, we'll throw in another premium review just because we've been pretty absent over the last few weeks since I've been on my honeymoon. Well, still got, they still, there was still a premium in December. Yeah, I know. We'll see what happens. Got what was promised. We're going to be given... But Mother Simpson is on the list. It's, it's definitely on the list. And people have been requesting Homer, the Homer They Fall. 
the boxing one. Yeah, yeah, that's Which is a, another great one. Uh, also, send through your request to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au for episodes you want us to review. Jump ahead and do them before you have to wait for us to catch up to them in chronological order. Also, we're going to start doing the top 10s. The first one is top 10 Simpsons summer moments. So, what was, did we change it? Yeah, no, that was your. It's going to be summer moments. Top yeah. 10 Simpsons summer moments oh, yeah, dovetailed with top five summer songs. Yes, if we get. We'll, summer must be in the title. Yes. Or the lyrics. Because it's summer in Australia at the moment. In New York, when we were there, negative nine. Fahrenheit or Celsius? Celsius. Walking down the street, water bottle froze. That's how fucking cold it was. I was not expecting it. Anyway, we'll get into that in our premium review for our patrons. Mitch, do you want to plug Patreon just before we head off? If you haven't yet subscribed to Patreon, and you would like to, please do. Um, for as little as a dollar, you can get the happy feels and get a pre-recorded message from the happy guy talking about how happy you will be and how happy you've made us. Not only that, a dollar gets you into monthly draws and prize giveaways, as we were talking about before. Uh, prizes supplied by popculture.com.au, and yes. thank you very much to those guys. For two bucks, that's going to start getting you into the exclusive content, and then the levels are just going to go up and up and up. Go to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash four finger discount. That's it. P A T R E O N forward slash dot com forward slash four finger All discount. the levels are up there. Not only that, we're roughly two thirds of our way to our first goal of starting a Futurama podcast. Yes. If you want us to start doing Futurama, a dollar a month, that's all it's going to cost Share you. it with your friends. If there's people that you think might like it, you know. Yeah. Show, show them the podcast, show them where they can donate, and then we might be able to start funding some extra shows. And now that I'm back, it's time for Let's Plays. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to be doing Simpsons Hit and Run is going to be our first one we're going to tackle. But yeah, plenty of exclusive content coming up on our Patreon website. Now, Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Oh, shit, I forgot that I even do final words. Yes, I know. I forgot what all the segments were called. Where's the milk would have been the perfect answer for that. <laughs> Come on, man. The teleprompter's down, but you've got to think of something. Where's the milk? <laughs> See you next week, guys. Shh.